Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Thursday, April 9th. This is Brian Roundson from the Garden Church in Long Beach, California, standing in for John Mark. And I just want to say on behalf of the entire Garden community to the Bridgetown community, we are so excited to be on this journey with you guys. I know that we're not close by proximity, but it's such a gift to have friends who are pursuing the same things. We learn from you. We get to journey with you. We pray with you. uh, And we just love you. So, so grateful to be on this journey together. Thanks for everything that you're doing. So today I get to lead us through a contemplative prayer practice called the Prayer of Examine, and also popularly known as the Examine of Consciousness, and even further back known as the Examine of Conscience. One thing to remember as you are beginning in contemplative practice um, is that for the first six centuries of the church, the definition for contemplation was resting in God. And as time has gone on, Uh, People have come to varying definitions or even opinions, but if you just consider that, that this is a way of resting in God, allowing God to form you and be with you in ways that formal teaching or Bible study or intercessory prayer for that matter, petitioning and interceding for others, those may not really touch on those aspects. So this is just another means for God to shape all the aspects of who we are as persons, our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But really, if growing mature in God is in large part a matter of our ability to pay attention to God in our lives, then there are few things as helpful as the prayer of examine. And it's helpful to know how we have come to receive the examine as it is now because it was really created or put together in the form that we have by St. Ignatius of Loyola, who was a priest and a founder of the Jesuit order uh, in the 16th century. Now, He started his life as this swashbuckling swordsman. This guy was this kind of like walking adventure. I always have this image of the character Anigo Montoya from The Princess Bride, if you can excuse that historical anachronism. See, Ignatius was this fiery swordsman whose life was passionately pursuing these one thing after another, but all of that was flipped on its head. You see, Ignatius had a radical conversion to Christ while he was recuperating in a hospital from a severely damaged leg due to a cannonball. Did you hear that? His leg was almost crushed by a cannonball. This guy was nuts. But during that time, the only thing he could do was read. And the only thing available to him to read was these religious texts on the life of Jesus and the life of the saints. And so it was through his imagination that God began to encounter Ignatius and began to transform Ignatius's a single focus and passion towards a life of union and devotion with Christ. And it was this radical conversion. But for Ignatius, our imaginations, our desires, and our, our memory, they're crucial for us to be formed in Christ-likeness. And this is so helpful because so many of the formative practices that we normally do as Christians miss this aspect of our imaginations and our memory, even to some degree our desires, our true desires. So we come to see in light of that context why the examine is structured the way that it is because it really is, it's a wonderful pattern of learning to spiritually discern our inner life, our thoughts, our beliefs, our feelings, our emotions and desires and inspirations, um, all by looking back and reviewing our day 
in the presence of God and letting him highlight particular things that we might learn to have his eyes and to learn to have to receive his invitations throughout the day in ways perhaps we may have missed or may have been unaware. And so it's a way of, yes, of course, it's a way of healing our memory. Um, it's a way of noticing God's grace to redeem our failures and bring peace over them. It's really looking to see where I have been faithful to the way of Jesus, to his invitation, and also where I've missed or failed to live up to that way of being. So there is a bit of a moral aspect, looking at our actions and our words and our deed, but it's not the whole picture. And when you do notice those moments where perhaps you may have missed something, this isn't a time to feel guilt or shame. We don't think of those failures as law or malice, but it's really as a lack of alignment. When we understand our brokenness as a lack of alignment as we look back, then it doesn't produce guilt, but it produces humility. We are humbled at the times that we are unable to choose the better way. And yet we are blessed that God is with us and speaking with us moment by moment. And so the prayer of examine is really a way to fundamentally give up that control by, by looking back at our best and worst moments, at the great moments of consolation where we feel God's nearness and that word desolation where we feel his absence or distance. Um, but really this is fundamentally, fundamentally a prayer where we are receptive to receive from God so we always begin with kind of the space of thanksgiving because gratitude pulls us out of our narrow sightedness. Gratitude pulls us out of the space of navel gazing, even as we're looking at ourselves, but to see a bigger picture, see where God is with us. And it's such a gift. So let's begin this practice now. Just come comfortably to sitting position maybe and just take a few deep breaths. Really, we begin by becoming aware of God's presence. With each breath, just become aware that the spirit that hovered over the waters during creation is filling your lungs now, is with you now, and God is longing to meet with you, maybe to show you or teach you something, but just to be with you. And know that any point in this time, you can pause and linger in one of these sections or movements if I move on too fast for you. Normally this is about 15 minutes and it'll be a little shorter right now. But just come into God's presence. Just try to draw your attention now to what God might be doing. He certainly has an intention for why you're with him now and longs to be with you. Now, as you feel, as you come into God's presence and become more and more aware of it, just look back on your day. Begin to review your day with gratitude. From the moment you get up to whatever time in the day it is, just go through the day in chunk by chunk, little times, and just begin to notice where you experience God's blessing, where you noticed his nearness. It could be a kind conversation with another person or a sweet moment with a loved one. But just thank God for the blessings of that time. Maybe it was just the morning. God, this is how I've met you. Just tell him thank you. Notice how when we are in tune with the Spirit, we're conscious of how God is present and active in and around us.
as you continue to review your day, begin to pay attention to the emotions that are elicited by your reflection of these experiences. Become aware of how you're feeling now and how you were feeling then as you reflect on them. Perhaps consider where has God been present with you? Where were you drawn toward intimacy with Christ, with Christ and the things that strengthen your spiritual growth? Did you perform the responsibilities you had today with a desire to serve and love both God and neighbor? Perhaps there may be an experience of where God was absent. Maybe you resisted intimacy with him. Um, maybe there was a pattern in your life that has been a dominant obstacle to you encountering God in your daily life. And was that an obstacle this morning? Begin to notice that. Or was that easier today? And again, there's no shame. There's no guilt in this. But there's an invitation to repent to realign our lives to what God has for us, to the way of life, the abundant life with Jesus. And do that now. And as we turn our attention now to focus on tomorrow, resolve to live differently if we need to, that we might be overflowing with God's grace and abundance, that we might see our neighbor with new eyes and see our stresses with new eyes, to live in light of God's goodness and mercy because how he has just met us and how he will meet us tomorrow. And so we close with the words of Julian of Norwich, all will be well, all will be well, and all manner of things will be well.